Hey everyone, it's Jaime Alejandro with the Arts Calling Podcast, the place where I interview hardworking, independent creatives in the literary, visual, and performing arts. So just a quick shout out for you this time around. Today, I want to tell you about Hey Playwright. Hey Playwright is a podcast where two amazing playwrights, Mabel Reynoso and Tori Rice, interview playwrights about process and life and a whole bunch of other stuff. They do an incredible job, and I have learned so much about playwriting and podcasting from them. It's super inspiring, and I hope that you go check it out, especially if you want to know about playwriting and and what kind of life that is and dramatic writing overall. Hey, Playwright is an absolute must for you, so check it out. They have great episode recommendations in their link tree, which I'm linking below. Check it out as soon as possible. Now, today, I am delighted to be arts calling Kamal X. Kamal X is a professional photographer whose goal is to tell stories from all walks of life and give a raw voice to the world we live in through compassion and honesty. His new photography book, Black Astronaut, is now available, so be sure to check out that book as soon as you can as well, and that is also available here in the episode description. Kamal's energy and passion for his art was super contagious. He was a deeply inspiring person, and I felt quite moved by his work. So without further delay, I hope you enjoy the conversation, and let's give him a call. Hello, hello. Is anybody there? Hey, hello. Hey, there we are. Hey, Kamal. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. How you doing? Great to talk to you. Great to meet you, man. Same here, man. So excited. So excited. I've been looking, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I was talking about it all last night. I was at a <laughs> wedding and I was just like, yeah, man, I'm really excited for my interview tomorrow. Oh, so yeah, man. I'm really thankful to be here, man. Yeah, it's it's such a pleasure to get to connect. Thank you, Instagram. Uh, we're not sponsored by Instagram, <laughs> but we appreciate the ability to connect with folks. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm really excited to get to chat. Uh, you're a photographer, you're a, a hardworking creative, and you're out there doing your thing. I wanted to ask you about your origins as, as a creative. When did you start seeing that when you were younger? Was that something that came to you later in life, or have you always been that person who's had a, a kind of creative intuition? Um, I think it always was there, but like like a lot of things, they have to be kind of like um, developed to come out. So like there was always this a lot of uh, curiosity, always like tinkering with things and just like being a daydreamer. I was the kid in school that I would have the um, parent teacher conference because I was looking out the window the whole time. So I was definitely <laughs> always like a dreamer kind of in my imagination kind of thing. And then my uh, stepdad growing up, the one thing he really loved to do was go to the movies. So that also was a huge part of developing my imagination. I had a fascination with, he took me to real like good movies too. Like I remember going to see the matrix, like that was crazy (laughs) at that time, you know, when that came out, you know? So like just a lot of like, um, how old were you when you saw the matrix? How old was that? Man, so that came out in like 95. So I'm 37. I was born in 86. So do the math. Like, nine, oh, okay. Okay. Like so you're, like, yes. you're about my age. So yeah, that was a mind blowing okay. sort that, of thing. Yeah. That, yeah. I remember it being in the movies like, what is happening? Like, I don't, <laughs> you know, like, let it look. I definitely didn't understand anything of the plot, but I just knew like the, 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 the scenes and all. It was just crazy. So it was getting developed. But I think the issue was this I was very shy also. 
So, you know, hypersensitive kid, like just always like feeling a lot of things. And I just always thought that was kind of like, you know, everyone was like that. That's what I mm -hmm. thought. And yeah. then the older I got, the more I started to realize like you might like actually just notice things that people don't notice. You know, you need to like find ways to express these things. And so the expression of, I guess, my more creative side kind of started like maybe my second year of college, actually. Like, I remember I was just like this. Um, I remember hanging out with my older friends in college and I would just like start talking, like just talking about ideas and the system and and trying to look deeper into stuff. And they would at first they ignored me like Maul's just over there. high. He don't know what he's talking <laughs> about. You know? But then like um, it started to click. It's like, wait a minute. He's actually saying something. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of birthed the it kind of developed from there. Just realizing I had a voice. Yeah. So you're currently on the West Coast, but you're originally from the East Coast, right? Is that is that kind of where home turf is for you? Yeah, I'm originally from New Jersey, but New York is my home. It okay. took me a long time to accept that. Um, <laughs> I've lived in several places, Atlanta, Houston, L.A., Oakland. Big shout out to Oakland. Um, but um, yeah, New York is it. Brooklyn is it, man. That's That's the only place I've lived for me personally that actually makes sense. Every other place is kind of like, they're amazing. I love them, but it doesn't feel like home. It's always like an adjustment. When I'm in New York, I don't think. I just I just am, you know? So that's... What does it feel like it, home, yeah. do you think? What Like, what is the what is the security blanket or the comfort of, of New York that makes you feel like home there? For me, I think, I think I need a lot of stimulation. I think I'm a city guy. Like, I think I need to be around like i like when i go outside of new york and i can just randomly end up somewhere that can be like look like it's nothing there but go inside and it's like this fabulous amazing restaurant with like our lounge or some rooftop and you're like how did i end up here let alone the people that you meet you just really you literally never know and i think i also like the fact that new york is um it's not a soloist city but you can go a lot of places by yourself and be fine like other places I've lived, there's more like a, you know, people go out with their friends. They go to like a place. It's like a planned thing. New York is like, hey, I just want to go out. Mm -hmm. You can find, you can meet people. It, It's very, uh, it's my energy for sure. Yeah, yeah. You have to be open to what uh, kind of the universe is giving you, uh, you know, to be in that environment. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I kind of like a little bit of chaos, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I like a little <laughs> bit of chaos, man. If it's too simple. Like, you know, I just, I get bored and my brain starts feeling, you know, like, so I need, I need the vibes, but I need it. I need yeah. it. Yeah. That's definitely a photographer mentality, right? You, you have to be open to the chaos <laughs> because, you know, um, uh, yeah. tell me, tell me about photography and how it makes its way into your life and, and how do you make it your own? Like, when do you first discover that? So I think I always, again, with the pictures, with, um, film like watching movies i think that's how it started and like i'm big on movies like it's a, a fanatic for real but um i think all throughout the years i think i was like the one friend in the group that always had like photo albums like i always took pictures with the like the the instant camera things or whatever like are the ones you get developed at walmart or something and i would like in my coffee table i would always get a coffee table that was clear and i would put like the pictures of like a collages of all my friends under the coffee table so little things like that i think like, you know, pictures and memories was becoming a, a way, like, naturally without even trying. So as I got, um, you know, as I started traveling and I like, kind of started finding myself and exploring the world. And, you know, at that point, I was a trainer and I was in real estate also. And um, I still am in real estate, but that was just it, you know. And I realized that wasn't enough. 
Like I was like, nah, there's got to be more to it. I, I'm not really fulfilled doing this. I seem to, you know, and I didn't, and to be honest with you, I didn't go into photography thinking this is going to be my next thing, like a career. I'm going to be an artist, but it kind of like naturally just developed. Like I started taking photos as I was traveling and people started really connecting with it, especially when I was um, taking pictures of things outside of just me in front of something. Like they were like getting like, oh, that's interesting. Like, wow. Like, oh. And then once I started connecting with other photographers, that also really helped me because then I was able to understand like, oh, this is like once you see it, it helps you get a, a gauge of like, oh, this is how it's done because I'm completely self-taught and I'm kind of out of the box, like coming into the industry. So, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff I had to like pick up by just like being extremely curious and it just made sense to me. Right. So that's kind of where yeah. the photography thing came from yeah so when you get to finding a community of photographers that maybe you trust that that you does do you feel that that allows you to open up because as you mentioned you're kind of a shy person but going into things like real estate doing a, a you know photography alone i think is a very interpersonal kind of kind of a, a pursuit because you really need to know how to be with the people right you need to know how to engage with them oh, yeah, yeah. and get that picture so how is that something that, that you develop when you first get started? I think um, it kind of goes because I'm not shy anymore. So <laughs> I think this and I think that's the point. That, that, that's the point, though. Right. Like, I think it's about like developing yourself. You know, it's about who you are. And I think once I kind of like accepted myself, because a lot of it was fear, you know, overthinking things, not sure, not having confidence you know, and as I worked on those things by finding out who I was, you know, around the same time, I picked up the camera around the same time I was really doing a lot of self work and just figuring out what's what's my reason for being like, why am I here? Like, what's the what's the goal of this life? Like, what is life? Is What is spirituality to me? Like asking all those questions and actually like finding answers. And at the same time, I was like really getting deep into expressing myself through camera. So I, I am a really good like I need my space. Don't get me twisted. Like I need my my alone time. Like I like to be on my soloist vibe when I need to. But I do have like a hybrid kind of personality where I am really good with people and I know how to like make I, I'm good at helping people get comfortable. I think mainly because I was so used to being so shy and uncomfortable growing up. So like now I kind of understand what it feels like when you're in a room and people aren't talking to you or showing certain levels of respect. So it's like I, I'm I'm like I understand it like what's and I look for the person that I know I kind of see myself into like I know you're you're a cool person this is just a weird situation let me like help this out and it, that helps me tremendously with um my photography so the funny thing is when it comes to photographers to be honest with you I don't really connect that well with photographers and I don't say that in a mean way I just think that I think I'm pretty cool. Like in terms of how I show up, I think I'm really open and respectful, but a lot of photographers and photographers will tell you like, eh, a lot of times, a lot of ego with other photographers. It's like sure. this natural competition, especially if you're at a site and you both have cameras and you know, it's like, who's getting the best shot. Yeah, yeah. That competition thing. And I'm not like that at all. So I often find weird vibes and around other photographers, but when I meet cool ones, it's amazing. You know, like it's great. And it's, you know, um, so yeah, but so I, but so maybe not so comfortable with other photographers, but definitely comfortable with the subjects and the things I choose to shoot, you know, cause I don't just shoot, uh, randomly. It's very, um, calcul not calculated, but like I picked topics and themes that I'm going for before I even pick up the camera. It's not like, oh, let's see what happens today. Sometimes I do that, but in general, like 
I, I'm way more like um, intentional about what I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. So can you give me an example of a topic that you were working on or say, can you can you tell me of a day when you when you decided on a topic? How do you pick a topic and how do you go about finding those situations in the real world when you're when you're out and about, you know, finding a finding? A well, shot? you know, it was a great way to bring up Black Astronaut, my book, because, you know, that and, and it's, it's just the answer to all of the ways I do it. It's like. I'll find things that move me just naturally, like without like I'm just watching movies. I'm paying attention to what's on the news. I'm paying attention. A lot of stuff is like based on my connections with my friends too, conversations, seeing like what's coming up. What are the themes? What am I noticing that like I want to explore? Because the camera gives you an excuse to explore. It gives you a, a passport to anything you want. Like literally, if you're curious about a topic, saying you have a camera gives you access. You have to ask, but it. It gives you an opportunity to, to explore certain things. And um, so for me, um, I always knew that a lot of the photographers that I looked up to as I was learning photography, like on a deeper level, they did a lot of work during the civil rights movement that I like. I looked at that work like, wow, that helped change the world. And then I would look at, you know, th where we are today and I would go, I'm so thankful that the work, a lot of work has been done and things are better. And I don't want those times to come back. But at the same time, like as a photographer, I'm like, when am I ever going to get an opportunity like that? Like, how would I ever shoot the Million Man March, for example? Like, that was like a career changing, world changing experience to be at with a camera. I don't know if I'm going to experience that. So in the back of my mind, you know, it was kind of like if that opportunity shows itself, be ready. You know what I mean? So when George Floyd happened, 2020 happened, the pandemic, my mindset wasn't I was shocked all that was happening, obviously, and feeling of crazy emotions and all. But beyond, beneath that, or around that anyway, there was always this, like, if something comes up, you better be ready. Like, you got to go all the way. Like, you got to, because that's what the people that you look up to have done. So that's an example of, like, you know, it's already kind of in me. Like, I want to do something for civil rights, something about justice, something that I connect to as a Black man. And when opportunity came, there it is, you know. And I kind of treat things like that and other subtopics too. Yeah, and that's that's a beautiful sentiment. And I'm glad you mentioned it because I think we can kind of dabble a little bit more into what Black Astronaut is and how it came to be because it's so powerful to mm -hmm. identify those things and say, how can I serve? Can my art serve in some way? Or, mm -hmm. or can you give back yeah. to the community in a way? And I think it's just such a beautiful way to think about going out there into the world and saying, this is my tool, this is my toolkit, and I can give back in this way. So it seems like you kind of clued in on that just by virtue of like what you were experiencing and in your community and things like that. But if we could elaborate yeah. a, a little bit more about Black Astronaut, because it's such a, a great concept and a great project. But tell me a bit about when you started taking these images, because it was in a, in a very difficult, contentious time, 2020, around that time, right? Was that when you started uh, with right. this one? Yeah, like... Cause um, if you I can remember first it was Ahmad Arbery that was murdered and is you know jogging and then I remember at that point I was like all of us was triggered you know like what is going to happen and I didn't know like what would happen outside we were doing lockdowns at that point I was extremely afraid of COVID like that was I was one of those people that was like washing everything the groceries I was like I, I was that person paying like fifty dollars for some Lysol I was him you know so. Um, when, you know, when George Floyd happened, um, I remember, like I said earlier, like I kind of had a vision already that like, if something comes, be ready. 
But I also remember like it was like, man, like I had the intention, but the actual walkthrough was different. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like yeah. once I actually left the apartment and I was out there and I'm dealing with the air as an issue, like people spitting and yelling, me having to have the camera right there and you know, mask on, gloves on, just long sleeves on, even in the hot weather, because I was just, I didn't want to die, but I knew I was kind of like risking my life, you know? So in a lot of ways, I started feeling like, man, this is kind of like, I feel like I'm like an, like an astronaut. Like I just yeah. was like, cause I, if you look <laughs> at the the astronaut, like as what they, what they do, like going in the space, it's like everything around them is foreign nothing around them kind of their body needs to be protected with that suit without that suit they can't go to these places and that suit gives you permission similar like the camera gives you permission to go into certain places and investigate to be on the mission and it really felt like that once as soon as i got out i went outside in oakland i was in oakland at the time and that first protest the energy i felt i was scared as hell honestly but i knew it was bigger than me and I knew like the mission was like going into the unknowns. So like as I like came up with that concept of being an astronaut, I'm like, oh, I think this is actually this might be the name of the the whole thing. Because when I started out, I didn't think it was going to be a book. I thought maybe a series, maybe something I could share online to make sure my voice or voices that make more sense to me are being shared. Because I felt like a lot of the the photography was very sensational and didn't really empathize with what was happening it felt like people that were outside of culture were taking pictures of something they didn't understand that's what it felt like and i i knew that i wanted to make sure there was balance to that equation um so yeah that's where how it went it went and that went to three years of traveling around america during the pandemic post-pandemic um and a, to me an amazing book that like i just can't wait for more and more people to experience because it's it's a great reflection. I think it's also very inspiring about where we're going and realizing that I'm using the astronaut concept for me in terms of that story, but I think we're all astronauts in our own way, dealing with, you know, trials and tribulations, dealing with like unfamiliar territory, dealing with dreams that we're trying to create and, you know, going into the unknown. I feel like all of us can relate to that. So that's my hope with the book. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful way to illustrate it. And it's a way in for the audience, the people who are going to experience this, this project. It is, it is so powerful to look at your own world and say, what is going on here? And I think everyone mm. it's in some level, I mean, obviously there, there is a cultural component that is very specific, but I think in terms of what was going on at the time, the pandemic everyone felt a little bit alien, like what in the hell is going on here? And yeah, so then, it, yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. And so you had that other element, you know, the cultural aspect of it, and it's so powerful and looking at some of the samples, you know, that you have, that you have on the website and on your Instagram too, it's just really powerful, evocative stuff. And so just to give Thank a little bit so of, much. yeah, man, it's, it's really beautiful, breathtaking work. But if we look at the context mm. of the work, you, Break this down into six parts. It is uh, an epic journey through 13 cities and nine states over the period of 120 weeks. I mean, this is a huge yep. chunk of your life. Can you tell yeah, me for sure. emotionally, how do you handle something of that size and not have it collapse in on itself? Because emotionally, mm. it's a lot to take in, man. Can you share a great, little bit great, about that? Great question. Um, I think, and to be honest, you know, and this is kind of like the the concept of going into the unknown. It's like, I didn't, it was, it took a lot. There was plenty of times when I was taking photos and 
you know, I'm like, should I be taking these photos or should I be the one mm. in front of the camera yelling too? Like, should I, yeah, you know, like, yeah. how do you do juggle both? And there were times where I literally put the camera down and I had to just be there with everyone else. And it was a lot of times of just crying as I'm taking photos, tears flowing because the energy was just so real, honest, authentic and, and honest and vulnerable, you know, and um, it was very t tough, I think, um, but it's also a mission at the same time. I think the mission element of it, like, you know, realizing it was bigger than me, realizing that this is something that, you know, this is a moment in history. Just like I said, with the Million Man March civil rights, like if you take a day off and you don't get that image or take that photo or stay out an hour longer or take the risk and get on that flight to go to Washington, D.C. to see the, you know, to be there for the um, was it the, for the march, you know, so. I had to do that, you know, so I think that kind of gave me that sense of like, all right, keep pushing. You can do it. Keep doing right, this about the right. work. And, there were, and, it, and to be honest, it takes a, it takes a village because I had really good friends. that had my back. People that were checking in on me, making sure I was all right, FaceTiming me, just checking in because they were like, yo, I've never seen someone work this hard before. I didn't understand that how much goes into photography. Like photography is a very physical sport. Like it, it really it takes all of you emotionally and physically. And um, the other part of it too is the um, the production. Like, so after you're done shooting, it's like, yeah, like you're saying, like all the emotions, like how do you take over probably 8,000 photos, easily over 8,000, easily over 8,000. Those are like good ones, not just like the whole gamut, like actual good photos and be like, okay, I have to condense this to 200, 250 photos. like. And that, and then the responsibility you have for those that you've taken these photos of and showing respect and making sure it isn't sensationalized, making sure you, you know, it, it's a lot of elements, but I think it was a growing experience for me for sure. Like, yeah, it, and you yeah. have to give it your all. You have to give it your all. I had a friend, I have a friend, he's a director in Hollywood and he like always would tell me about this. Like, he's like, yeah, man, when you make a movie, like when you really you have to give so much of yourself to it, man, it's like it's almost like uh, debilitating how much you put into it emotionally. And I was like, what is he talking about? Like, you know, <laughs> like, this man's crazy, you know, like, and, and um, but no, once I, you know, really got into it, especially with the storytelling part of it and, you know, the it and the spiritual aspect of it and just it's a lot. It is. And I'm so thankful that I made it through. I definitely uh it was again three years it was tunnel vision it was tunnel vision like a lot of it it's, it required that so this is like the better part this is the <laughs> the cool part this is like the you're on the other the end right smiling. yeah you know I, out of the tunnel i'm on the other end and yeah and i'm and whatever project i do next like i probably won't be doing well i'm not like i've decided not to do anything that is in that realm again like i need a break from that kind of tension because it, it, it took so much of me. I don't think I would be okay going back into something like that again. Oh yeah. 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 I can imagine the toll that it takes. And you, that, that was a, a really wonderful answer. Cause I, now I'm going a million different directions and I want to ask you all kinds of things, <laughs> but if we could go back to the format that you chose on this, cause you have six parts and six and, sections. Yeah. Yeah. Six sections on it. And I'm curious how you, how you make that decision to split things up and to decide what's not going to be in there, because I think that's probably mm. the hardest thing of all is going through and saying, again, if, if maybe do you remember a time during this process of, of keeping things out that 
you really mm. struggled and you said, mm. I don't know if this should be in here. Do you have a specific example of some something like mm. like that happening to you? I think great, great question. So I think um, the whole book itself, even calling it Black Astronaut, you know, like I think my intention coming into it was, yeah, I want to do something unique. I want to be honest to who I am. I want to obviously show a lot of respect and admiration for everything that I'm saying and, and have captured in that book, but I also didn't want it to fit into any boxes. I, I, I wanted to make sure that I really, this could be the last book I ever do. I might never shoot again, you know, like, so I can't treat it like, oh, well, you know, next time, you know, so even choosing to call it something like Black Astronaut instead of something like maybe American Crisis or American in a Rage or something like that. Which would have been like, oh, yeah, duh, makes sense, right? But I'm like, no, I kind of want to go abstract. So that's some of the reason for the six sections because I had the decision like, okay, so you can just stick with like Black Lives Matter, everything that was going on with the protest and kind of keep it there, you know? Because I remember Ian finished it off with Minnesota when you were there for the verdict for the George Floyd case and you got a book, you know? And I'm like, nah, I, that, that just, just doesn't, it didn't feel right to me. It felt like there was more happening that that kind of like it affected in terms of the whole America as a whole. There were other uh, parts of our country that were also enraged, also feeling sense of, I don't want to say hopelessness, but like their voices being shunned and not being respected the way they should. And I wanted to like go into that. So in doing that, you know, I was like, I'm going to take a chance. Like there's a chapter called Deep Space, for example, where I go into the nightclub scene and what was happening in terms of people going against lockdowns and no vaccine and just like they're partying, they don't care if they get the COVID. I'm in there with masks on, risking it all. Like, and I'm like, and people were like, yeah, but what does that have to do with Black Lives Matter? I'm like, no, but this is about America. And more importantly, not more importantly, but in terms of me as an artist, it's about what I saw. It's about my experience. Like I'm sharing my narrative in the book, which I don't think a lot of photographers tend to do. Um, normally it's just report, here you go. But I, I wanted to make this thing about what I saw, which I believe gives it the openness to be able to see these different sectors of what was going on. Cause I want you to have my experience out there and um, open your mind too. So um, that's a big reason for the sections. There's, there's very um, interesting uh, conversations that are created, I believe, by putting certain sections in the book along with yeah. the things like the Black Lives Matter. You make yeah. it manageable too. You know, I, I think mm. like this is heavy stuff and you're able to give people an opportunity to pause. But I think it's really clever the way that you that you went front and center. This is my voice because it's really mm. easy to stay a journalist and not that being a journalist is easy because it's difficult to be right. in those situations that you it's were definitely in. hard. It's difficult yeah. to be in the thick of things and not be overwhelmed right. by what's going on. But like, how awesome is it that this is a representation of you as much as it is a representation of America at this time. And that's what was the, the takeaway when I first saw the name of the, of the, of the project, I was like, this is mm. singular but it speaks to so much. And I think that's such a hard thing to do because wow. it takes guts to say, I'm putting myself in this and I'm internalizing mm. it. So I, I really applaud you for that because the easy thing would have been to say, let's call it American rage, but no, you called it something mm -hmm. that is truly specific and internal to you. Uh, which, which, mm. I mean, just quick takeaway that, that was really like impressive to me that you're still being mm. true to yourself there. Cause like, you could be overwhelmed by something and say, I'm just going to 
presented the way that it mm. is rather than, you know, how I saw it. But that's Thank not really so a question. Much. That, that yeah, really but... means a lot, man. Trust me. I, that, <laughs> I'm not good. I'm in shock. That's thank you so much. Like you're saying, and I'm really happy that you're understanding my vision on that too. Like that's also really cool because, you know, that's the hope, you know, I don't, yeah. you know, and I think that's the beautiful thing about art. I think that's the thing about being a human being, you know, even if you're not an artist, it's like taking chances and being honest with who you are. I think that's what people, I think that's what people really want to experience more than anything. It's like, who's saying this and who are you? I want to get to know you. Like, what is your story? What makes you, you know, I, I think that's something that I always pay, even in my personal life when connecting just in conversation, I'm like, I don't want to just hear about your job. I don't want to just hear about, <laughs> you know, I want to know about you. Like, what's up? Like, who are you? Like, yeah, give me yeah. like, you know, your vibe. So but that's the scariest you. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you understanding and seeing, um, the concept, the way you're seeing it. And these are really, really good questions too. Oh, yeah. well, my, my pleasure, man. Like this is, this is such a, a pleasure to, to get to connect with you on this because you're doing something that is important, but you're also sharing your work with other folks who are, who are further down the way, who aren't at the level mm. that you're at yet. And you're giving us a model to pursue, which is what I think is inspiring. So I got a couple oh, more questions, man, to be mindful of your time. We're almost done. But um, I, I just wanted to check I'm in. cool, though. Just so you know, I'm good? cool, okay. man. I ain't rushing you, bro. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Just want to make sure. But I want to ask you in terms of what kind of um, advice would you be willing to pass on about overcoming those kinds of fears? Because as you said, mm. you were once shy. Now you are not. You are somebody mm. who is out there fulfilling a vision. That is a whole different thing in and of itself. How do you mm. overcome that? Because I think a lot of us, myself included, sometimes I've had years of paralysis where I just like never wanted to 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 show the world who I really am. How did mm. you get to this point to to share yeah. that kind of honesty? And to be honest, I don't know if everyone is meant to be, you know, there's levels to honesty. Of I'll course. say it that way. And sometimes we can be too hard on ourselves. But I think for me, it's all about what is your what is your reason? And when I say that, I mean, like, you know, taking time, like I told you, like I spent time getting to know who I was, asking questions, why am I here, you know, and going really diving really deep into that. And um, I felt like sometimes understanding who you are and your reason is like making peace with your past, you know, re remembering where you are, understanding where you came from, changing your perspective on certain things that you may have not had any control over that aren't your fault. And then so that these things don't weigh you down, but they more so, you know, you give yourself forgiveness, you give yourself a different visual, visual understanding of what was happening yeah. and grace a lot of times, even in yeah. your own mistakes, you know, and I think clearing that space out a lot of times opens your eyes up to just like how amazing or how beautiful you are. And I think that also are how important you are or how like just being more grateful of what you do have. And I find things like that often lead to building your confidence. And I think once you really like make peace with your past and are just understand who you really are and your testimony, you know what I mean? Your reason for being like, why are you here? Why do you want to do these things? Like what, why is this form of communication important to you? Why is communication important to you in general? Like, why do you want to put out a book? Why do you want to pick up a camera? Like, what is the real reason beyond some people liking your stuff? Like, like, what are you trying to say and why? And oftentimes the why goes into your testimony, 
who you are and your understanding of yourself. And I think the, the closer those are like combined and like nested together, um, I find it puts you in real time when the, when, it's, when the moment comes and it's like, okay, what are you going to do? Here's an opportunity. Are you going to like shy away from it? Or are you going to stand up in your truth? I think you start to remember like your reason, like who you are. And it gives you the confidence to walk into that room, that space, that opportunity, and not, you might be afraid, but you know, like I have, I, there's no other, I can't say no. Like, this is who I am. Like I am like for me, when the, when people were outside, you know, protesting and yelling and I'm seeing flare guns and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, this is scary as hell. Like, what am I doing here? But I know who I am. I know what I want. I know why I'm here and I know what I want to do, why this is important anyway. And I think everyone needs to find out what that is for them. Like for me, that's, that's that, you know, for someone else, it could be singing for someone else. It could be a great parent. It can be, there's all these things that, you know, I think are naturally wired in us that give us that we, when we go into these spaces, our confidence, it's just who we are. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so yeah. I think it's a process though. <laughs> and sometimes things do feel weird and, yeah. you know, sometimes it's not, it's not a quick, Oh, I got it on day one, you know, but, I think building your confidence and just understanding who you are and then the things that scare you become smaller because you realize like I'm alive, like I'm here and I got through all of that. I got through all of that and I'm thankful to be here. Why would I let something this momentary stop my train of thought, stop my vision, stop where I'm trying to go? Like, and that's, that might be a little dramatic, but I think that's really kind of how, if you love something, are you really motivated by something or is really in you? Like, that's the test. Like, is it in you? Because maybe it's not. Maybe you're doing it for just likes and clicks and you're just you met someone that you thought it was cool. And maybe you were supposed to try it out for a little bit, but maybe that was supposed to help you find like go into one arena to find another one. You know, like it's like because I, you know, for me, photography, it, it again, like there were levels to it. But I've done a couple of other things. I was a trainer. I was a real estate agent at some at one point. I was a DJ. Like I tried a lot of different things and it wasn't just overnight like, oh, yeah, you know, so it takes time. I'm glad you bring that up. And thank you for sharing that, because we need that kind of honesty about what it takes to get to that point, to get to that level of commitment. Yeah. Um, but I know a lot of people don't like to talk about this, but but I feel it's important because we don't get a lot of this on social media is this idea mm. of. How do we not only get to that point where we're committed to our craft and want to be professionals or whatever, if we are not able to be professionals yet, how do we find stability mm. in our lives to to continue to be a creative or a photographer or whatever you want to be? Was there a point in time where you found emotional financial stability that would allow you to be a photographer? Like, or is that an ongoing thing? Because... I feel like a lot mm. of us don't talk about how do we make money to be photographers? How do we, how do we like right. continue? Like what, how do we sustain ourselves? You know? Right. I think um, that's a great question. I think every situation is every situation. Like there's no blanket answer to anything. I do think people should be able to sustain, like have a life, you know, like I, like I said, I'm in real estate, like real estate allows me the freedom to do what I love. But at the same time, I don't let real estate be so big a part of my life that it takes away from my time to do what I need to do. So I always, I had this conversation a lot this past year, honestly, with a lot of uh, different types of people, walks of life. And one thing I always say is like, 
use them just as much as they're using you. So let's say you have that job you don't necessarily like, but you don't have to pay the bills, right? Fine, you have to do that. That's that's being an adult. You know, there's nothing wrong with that at all. There's no shame in that. There's no like, you got to do what you got to do. And we're in inflation. The, the economy's crazy right now. Like, yeah, you need to do what you got to do. And, um, but at the same time, like have a plan. Like you don't have to just be going to work and just doing what they say or whatever it is. And, you know, and then you shut off, you know, when you were there and then when you do what you really want to do and I'm alive again, it's like, yo, use that company, use that job, figure out a way. There has to be something. And if there's no use in being there as it relates to what you're trying to do, then maybe you need to find something else that complements what you're trying to do and not have this like polar opposite reality. Because oftentimes I find it's like the people that have like, you know, a lot of different things, they find ways to have things that are complementary to one another in some kind of way. Even if it's like learning something more about marketing and you're an artist, but you're working in marketing. So now you know, okay, now I get how I need to do my art to make me more of a business savvy person with my creative stuff, for example. So I think use them. I always say that because they're going to use you. Everything you do, every job I've had, like they're going to use you. And it is what it is. It's just, it's a relationship. Um, but I think sometimes we don't take our power back in realizing I can manipulate the game just the way they doing it. Like just have a game plan in place to do what you really want to do instead of just kind of hoping this, this gives you all these things. And I don't think that really comes, you know, like put yourself first, pretty much put yourself and don't be afraid either. Don't be afraid. Like you'll be surprised what can happen. Yeah. I love that, man. Thank you so much. And I got a kind of a softball question for you. I, I don't know if this mm -hmm. is going to be like a, do you does your art have to be famous do you have to be famous for it to matter in some capacity oh no 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 not at all not at all not at all um i think i do want to be heard i think that's really important to me because a lot growing up i felt like i wasn't heard in a lot of ways and my voice was kind of taken away in a lot of ways i was afraid to use it um so i do need to be want to be heard that's a big part but also have to remember that acceptance of myself is number one like, what does it matter if I'm heard, but I don't have acceptance of me, you know, like, so it's like a co-creative space of a little bit of both. But whatever happens beyond that, I can't I think that's one thing that's helped me tremendously, honestly, like I don't get too caught up in, you know, the level of what I'm doing. Like, did it is it like when I was trying to get this book published, it's published and it's, I'm, I'm really thankful. Um, but in my mind, if it didn't get published and I had to self-publish, I wouldn't have looked at it as a failure. I would have been like, all right, cool. Next one, do it, you know, find something else. Like you put your heart into it. You loved what you did. That's the gift. You love the experience. It changed your world, your life. I think that's been more important to me. And I kind of like have like tunnel vision in that way. Like everything else that happens, like people say, Hey man, you just did this, you did that. I'm like, I don't really, I mean, yeah, it's great, but I'm not like riding on high on that. Like I take a, a moment, like nice but i get back to the work like i actually enjoy creation way more than i enjoy oh i did this and my name is that and i got this deal and that stuff's great and i'm i'm all for it don't get me wrong but that's not my reason that's not that's kind of like that comes with it and it's a great gift but the work is where my heart is the work is where because sometimes people can get great success but then they lose the work and you can see that they're like miserable you know because it was never about the success you know so it's about the work and impact impacting people impacting yourself learning about yourself continuing to grow 
I think that's just where I'm at and always going to be. So it doesn't definitely doesn't need to be famous, but it would be nice. <laughs> it would it would be nice. Well, um, you know, yeah. I, I'm I'm happy to see that your efforts have paid off, especially on Instagram. You have a huge following over there. People really love your work there. And I'm I'm curious if if you know there's any advice in terms of people who get distracted about. Whether they should be, you know, gearheads, you know, because in photography and, and videography uh, and that sort of thing, folks get caught in that vicious cycle of, of I need more gear, oh, I yeah. need more stuff. So do you feel like there's a way to, to just kind of shut out that side of your, your craft? Because obviously you, you got to know your tools, right? You got to know what you work with. Right, 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 right. What are um, the distractions that, uh, that people should be wary of in terms yeah, of photography? I think some of this is like a part of it. Like you need to go through that. Like, cause I did, I went through that too. Like, you know, after I kind of learned the basics though, I did get kind of like gear crazy, like, you know, just exciting toys and stuff like that. But I think the lesson, I think, again, I think that's something some people just have to get it out their system. Cause then you yeah, start yeah. realizing like, okay, but where's the work? Yeah, and that's like the yeah. thing that a lot of older photographers will start talking like, okay, but show me your work. Cause they don't give a damn about what camera you use. Like, like if in my book, for example, no one's saying, Hey, like in terms of the people that I've been shopping at around with and I had to, those meetings I had to get this thing published. No one said, Hey, so what did you use? You know, they, yeah. they don't give hey, a damn. was it like, full like, frame by the way? Good? Or they're asking you like, yeah, they're like, the they're like is it good? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Like how many megapixels? No, it doesn't matter. Like, so I think that's something you you kind of graduate to. Like, I think each artist has to get to that point of realization of like, okay, do you want to be a person that talks about the gear or you want to be someone that actually makes good work? And oftentimes the things, the things you spend the most money on don't even be the things that help you get the best work. Like I have a 28 millimeter, uh, my favorite one costs $70. I got it used. My some of my greatest photos are with that cheap lens. Like, you know, That's I don't awesome. call it, it the cheaper compared to other ones anyway. Yeah. And I always look at it like I got this two thousand dollar lens. I got th you know, and it's like this little baby twenty-eight <laughs> millimeter. If I'm ever in a situation is going down, like I'm like, okay, I gotta get I, I grabbed that little thing and every time magic for me personally. So, you know, I, I think it's the gear definitely doesn't matter. Um, but I do think you have to, some people have to learn those lessons. Um, and I think the other thing that I'm so thankful that happened to me is like allowing yourself to grow in the process. Like give your space, like get new gear because you need it, not because you want it. Like find yourself in a situation where you're like, okay, this is actually, a, I'm not able to do what I want to do because my gear is holding me back because I don't have this particular focal length lens because this doesn't do night photography well. Then it's like, okay. You have a reason to do it, but a lot of people get so caught up in all the gadgets and mm -hmm. all this, and it's like, all right, show me your work, and it's like. Mm. <laughs> so sometimes the comfort, the 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 luxury, can take away from your edge in your voice, honestly. Um, and that's honestly just a little extra. But um, I'm getting a new apartment, and I'm gearing up for another project. And I normally get like a decently, like I like to be comfortable. And I was like, I think I'm going to get something a little not comfortable this time. Like, I want to kind of get to the bare bones. I want to just be shooting every day. You know, when I have company over, cool. It's going to be a lot of photography stuff everywhere. But, with, hey, I'm in, I'm in my zone, you know. And, like, that's a choice. Like, I just, I don't want to be just all comfortable. And, you know, I shoot what I want. Like, I want to go back to that kind of, like, hunger 
And I think that's, you know, even where I'm at in photography is like, yeah, like all the equipment and all the nice things are kind of a distraction a lot of times. Like get back to the core, get back to the work and get to your edge. Get to the edge, man. That's that's a beautiful (laughs) thing because you're you're at a point in your life where you know what's important and you're able to make those decisions and say, this doesn't matter as much as this. And what a precious, awesome thing uh, to have, you know, in terms of perspective. So I got one more question here. This has been a blast, man. I absolutely love the work that you're doing. Black Astronaut is uh, is an incredible project, and it's it's really awe inspiring. So, so I just hope that people check that out. And I'm going to put the uh, the link in the episode description so folks can have a direct awesome. link to it. Yeah, but, thank you so much. I appreciate that so much. Yeah, man. So lastly, I just want to ask you, what is your hope for the future for yourself and for for the community that you're in? Um, I hope that we all continue to understand that it's our individuality that helps us become a greater group. And I feel like a lot of what's going on in the world is pushing us to be less independent with our thought. And it's a lot more group think than I would like to accept, which I think there's strengths to it too. I will not lie, but at the same time, I think there's, we need balance. So I think the more people kind of go into understanding that the group becomes stronger when we're better individuals, when we're doing what we need to do for ourselves, when we're investigating who we truly are, our moral code, like what we stand for, why we are here, what is our reason? You know, all those things I truly believe um, help us be a better group. Um, and I, and I just want that for all of us. And that's something that I try to do with all my work. It's always rooted in something that's about freedom and your voice. Everything I do is in that space, in that vein. And that's a big part of my purpose. So I am hopeful. I hope that we continue to understand the importance of our voice as it relates to who we are and not necessarily what the world thinks, you know, because sometimes we get too caught up in, you know, the audience and trying to get everyone to to agree with what I think and believe what I believe. And it's like, I I hear you, but like you have a life to live too. And sometimes the audience doesn't get it. Sometimes you don't, sometimes that's not the right, you're yelling at the wrong audience. You know what I mean? So like, I find the more we kind of figure ourselves out, the more we find our peace, our community, things that make more sense to us. Um, And I think that creates a better world for all of us, honestly. Yeah. That's a beautiful note to end on, man. So I want to thank you so much. I know as with any great artist, we just scratched the surface in this short time uh, for interviews, but I want to thank you for the insights that you shared with us for, you know, your ability to, to just capture such, such intense times and bringing beauty out of them for your singular vision, man. You're, you're killing it. You're doing amazing stuff. And I'm, I'm a fan moving forward. So I really, really appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much. And I want to say this one. I hope your listeners know how amazing you are. Um, (laughs) This has been an amazing uh, interview and I really appreciate your curiosity and your presence. Like you really are here right now and it shows and your everything is one of the reasons why I reached out to you. So um, I'm, I'm thankful that we had this, this connection and all your support means the world. And I'm really applauding you and supporting you too, man. Keep rolling. Keep doing what you got to do because we truly are in this together, man, for real. I appreciate it, man. That means a lot, but I will let you enjoy your Sunday. I hope you have a safe trip back home and uh, I wish you the best, man. I hope we can chat down the road. Okay. Oh, we will. We will. For sure. All right. You have a good one. You too. Take care, man. Bye. All right. Bye.
Thank you.